and welcome back to today's podcast. Today, we have a guest with us who is actually very graciously prepared a true crime case for us to go through. So today's podcast is going to be a true crime podcast. So we hope you enjoy with that. Sit back, relax, grab your tea, coffee, water, or whatever it be, and let's have tea, sis. This is podcast intro song. Goes to the intro and the podcast. Okay, so let's just email the intro. As always, I'm Emma. I'm Kaylee. And today, our guest is... Zach. Woo! <laughs> and thank you for being with us here today and preparing this true crime case for us. So today, I'm drinking a citrus green tea. I have a Earl Grey tea with cinnamon. And I am drinking a Razzleberry peace tea. Wow. Razzleberry. Razzleberry. Razzle-dazzle. It's our first podcast since Christmas. It feels weird to have you do the normal intro song. I know, honestly. I was standing upstairs talking to Mom, and I was like, Mom, I don't remember our intro song. She had to tell me. She knew our intro song better than I did. Um, This is actually the first podcast of 2021. Happy New Year's. This podcast goes live on January 1st. So, Happy New Year's, everybody. Woo! <laughs> With that, should we get into the case? Sure. Sounds good to me. Take it away, maestro. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Take the mic. So, our case today is the disappearance of Maura Murray. And if there's any true crime people, you've probably heard of it. I don't know if oh you guys have, though. I was sitting here like, disappearance. I forgot we changed it. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm sitting here like, wow, the alliteration. This sounds like a fake name. <laughs> Maura Murray? Yes. Have either of you heard of that case? No. Or? No. Nope. Okay. I'm assuming it's a girl, though? Yes. Okay. Oh, no. Disappearance. Disappearance. Alleged disappearance. kidnapping. Oh. Maybe. So Faye maybe might not. be involved. <laughs> hmm? Faye might be involved? And now you sound like a nerd. I am a nerd. You just don't know it. <laughs> <clears throat> I think we're, we're all nerds here. Yeah. Kaylee's more of a nerd than I am, though. <laughs> I think I have you both taught, so... Well, I didn't say you did it. I'm just saying <laughs> Kaylee's more of a nerd than I am, and people don't know that. <laughs> now they know. <laughs> if they even listen to this. Um, and that's assuming they believe you. They don't listen to this after all the work I put in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> Alrighty. So, before I get into it, I should probably tell you my source so I don't get slapped by any anyone and any, everything in the legal area. So, my main source is a website called the Thought Catalog. That's not, like, the only source I use. I used a couple others for little things, but that's my main one. I didn't have the time to write down the others, so please don't kill me. <laughs> so, this is not... This is not his story. This is not my story. We're using this for entertainment purposes. Yes. Don't come for us. We don't have any money. No. <laughs> we really don't. Please don't come for us. Okay. Alrighty. Legal so. things aside. <laughs> Alright, so Maura Murray was born on May 4th of 1982 to Fred and Laura Murray. 
Um, she had a decently normal childhood. Her parents divorced when she was six, <clears throat> and she primarily lived with her mother. And she also had two older siblings and one younger younger sibling. Um, she had a normal childhood, excelling in academics and sports in high school. So when it starts getting a little bit more interesting with her life, at least from a relative outsider perspective, is for college, she first attended the United States Military Academy in West Point. Wait, wait, wait. What year was this? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't write that down. Somewhere around, I think, like, 2000, 2003, around that area. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, 1950. (laughs) (laughs) No, she was born in the 80s, but the case takes place in 2004. This is very recent. Yeah. Okay. Well, time time (laughs) trudges on. At all times. It doesn't just happen in the olden days or the current days. And the deep, dark depressing dredge of time continues on. It's a constant of society. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we get distracted. <laughs> so distracted. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> so, I'm not going to do a very good job of this, but if you want to listen to a better version of this, check out the um, Crime Junkie episodes on this. They did a two-part series on this one. They did a really good job. That's where I learned about this first. So, okay, anyway, she went to West Point, which is really hard to get into, so it's crazy that she even went there, and she also attended it with her older sister, and she was, um, it says it was a chemical engineering major, I don't know if that was her major, I know she studied that, though, it's not really important, I guess. So is it? It might be important, we don't know. She (laughs) could have used chemical engineering to make herself disappear. Time travel. <laughs> time travel is always an option. <laughs> I don't think chemical engineering covers time travel. <laughs> time travel is always an option. <laughs> Emma always becomes a fairy when she disagrees with people. <laughs> I will. I will never accept any other point of view than time travel is always an option. Technically, time travel is never an option because no matter. <laughs> No matter how you look at it, time travel is always a paradox. She doesn't know how to argue. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Big words. We talk about tea on this <laughs> We actually don't talk about tea, like, very much at all for this being named Let's Have Teases. We say it at the beginning of every intro, what we're drinking, and normally one of us has tea. Technically, all three of us have tea. (gasps) Even though mine's cold. (laughs) Iced tea is still tea. It's not ice, though. There's no ice in it. Hamsters are still rodents. Do you know there are wild hamsters? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) We're so (laughs) off topic. I'm sorry. Chemical engineering. (laughs) What is that? Why are you laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know there were wild hamsters? (laughs) 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 No, I thought they were bred in captivity. Always. They developed in captivity. They're really just a mutation of mice. <laughs> They're just robots. They're built in captivity. That's all debatable, actually. Okay, so she left West Point, and then she instead went to, I think it's the university, um, Massachusetts University. It's called UMass. For those of you who know what that is, you know what it is. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Emma, and he's like you. If you know, you know. <laughs> I still have a bad thing to say though. 
I have sworn. I mean, yours makes some sense. I understand why you said it. <laughs> but she'll just say it about the randomest stuff, and everyone's <laughs> gonna be so confused. I'll be like, coffee. If you know, you know. <laughs> I've sworn to make that a thing. I'm like, that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> she doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Just a warning for all the listeners, she's opened the, the chocolate-covered coffee beans, okay. so she's about to go super hyper. Okay, I can drink a cup, of, I can drink, like, so many cups of coffee and be like, I'm good, I'm chill. But as soon as I eat the actual bean, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly described, by the way. Okay, but anyway, so from an outside perspective, Maura Murray was seemingly a very normal, very even, like, all-American lady, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly normal, you know, doing the American dream, going to college, doing all that stuff. So things start to get more interesting and stranger when you get to February 4th of 2004. She, and this was four, four days before her disappearance. Mm-hmm. So she was at, she worked a campus security job at UMass and she had been talking to her sister on the phone and she had like literally just hung up the phone and she was at her security job and her boss literally noticed her like crying, like sobbing her eyes out. Right. And so she went up to her or like a supervisor went up to her, one of the two and was like, Hey, are you doing okay? What's going on? And all that she would say was my sister. She wouldn't say anything else. It was, that's the only response. Like through her tears, she would just say my sister. And we're not exactly sure why that was like, there's, well, the sister said kind of makes sense, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, so then a supervisor or the boss, one of the two, took her back to her dorm, and then that was that. She was off for the rest of the night, basically. Um, so the, the phone call had allegedly been about... Um, so her sister had just gotten out of rehab, and her boyfriend had taken her like straight to a liquor store. So there, the theory goes that she was worried about her sister, you know, because she just got off of everything and then mm-hmm. going straight back to it allegedly but my only question for that is like why would that make her cry so much so what could a be... trashy boyfriend honestly uh yeah, great date true. Man. i mean we don't know much about him that's all we know about him it's like nothing else so i'm sorry anybody <laughs> who takes a person immediately out of rehab back to their the reason why they went into rehab <laughs> that's fair I thought so. Okay, but anyway, back on topic, Emma. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was four days before her disappearance with the phone call thing. And then two days before her disappearance, um, her dad, Fred Murray, what I said earlier, came to town to buy more a new car because hers was like really beat up. Like it was not doing great. It was, I think it was like a black something something i don't know it's like a 1996 car so it's a bit of an older car is what she had he had come into town to buy her a new car so yeah hers was not doing great and there's actually a thing that factors into that later um so the same night that he came to get the car um they went to dinner the two of them did and then afterward mora borrowed his car since hers wasn't doing good to go to a party right but the crazy the crazy thing is and we don't really know what happened with this but she allegedly no this is not allegedly this is actually what happened she crashed the car one one car accident into a guardrail causing about ten thousand dollars worth of damage to the car and it was a brand new car too it was like a brand new her car her dad's car her dad's car her dad had just bought a new car and then completely wrecked it 
but we don't know how she did it or anything like that. It's kind of weird. Um, there's drink a and theory. drive kids. <laughs> we don't know that. I, she came to. <laughs> she was coming home from a party. It was in February. Icy roads. Don't drink and drive during winter, kids. Also, don't icy drink roads and drive. Period, kids. I said that already. Also, don't drive in Massachusetts in the winter. <laughs> don't drive, kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you take from me. No driving. <laughs> Snowboard your effort. No. <laughs> Okay, so there is a theory out there that was, I think it was disputed by the actual person, but, um, because the, I can't remember if it was that one or the damage later to the car, but the damage on the car didn't necessarily look like a guardrail or necessarily, like, because allegedly there's an, when she disappeared, she allegedly crashed into a snowbank, and that's what caused the car to break down and stuff, but we're, we'll get there. But there's a theory that she, because on the same campus, there was a case with a, a guy named Patrit Vassi who was a victim of a hit and run, but they never solved it. They don't know who hit him. Like he was, he's still, I think he's still alive because he was just in a coma for a while. And then, but then when he came to like literally everyone, even he was like, it wasn't her, but we don't know if it was her. So it might be. Case solved. It was her. That's what happened with the hit and run. Take it or leave it. Take it. Take it, take it, take it. It was her. (laughs) Okay. So now we get to February 9th, the night she disappeared. So. Just after midnight, Mora got on MapQuest, which is like a, a website, like an atlas map kind of thing, hmm. um, to, for directions on how to get to the Berkshires and Burlington in Vermont, which I don't know what that is. I didn't bother looking it up. So that's what, that's that. That's your homework. Go look it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then at, it says 1 PM. I think they meant to put AM. I think it's AM. Or maybe it's PM. I don't know. One. We're going to say one. <laughs> so at one o'clock, she sent her boyfriend an email about her not wanting to talk to anyone and promising to call him later. So, you know, she's probably just like having a bad night or something, you know, because she did just, I think like two days before is when she crashed, crashed her dad's car. So she probably was still dealing with that. Um, and then one to one thirteen. Hold on. Yes. Is this the night she disappeared? Yes. This is February 9th. Got it. Yeah. So then one... She never made it to Valentine's Day. That's yes, because that's what she misses the most. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> so it's a big thing for some... Not me, but it's a big thing for some people. <laughs> it just made it seem like it was a big thing for me. I don't care about Valentine's Day that much. Chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's the only good thing about Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyway, so. One to three. One to one thirteen. She made a phone call to rent a condo in Bartlett, New Hampshire, but she didn't actually end up renting it. She just called, like, for prices, I'm guessing. Um, and then she'd also been there on family vacations in the past, so it, it kind of makes sense she would call there if she, like, wanted to get away or something. A familiar area, that kind of stuff. Um, it was only like a three minute phone call. And then she also called another nursing student. That's I forgot to mention this. She was studying nursing at UMass. And then she called another nursing student in that time range. Then, so this is when it gets kind of fishy and I'll get back to some other stuff later. But, um, one PM, she sent an email to her nursing school supervisor. So like her, I think her, like her teachers and professors, um, saying that she actually wouldn't be at the classes the next day. Because there had been a death in her family. The thing is, 
there wasn't. There was no death in the family. Like, literally, the mom, the dad, everyone says there wasn't a death in the family. So we have no idea what she was talking about with that. We're thinking it was just an excuse for her to get out of classes, is what we think. This lady's, like, highly sketch. I mean, she disappeared and all, but, like... <laughs> high sketch. Oh, we'll get back to that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll get back to more of that. Okay, so then that was at 124. And then at 205, she called a number that provides pre-recorded information about booking hotels in Stowe, Vermont. I, hopefully I pronounced that right. And then that was like a five-minute call. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. How many places has she called the book now? Two. But she also got on the maps to see how to get to Vermont as well. So technically three, but two. But destination Vermont. Well, one was Vermont, one was New Hampshire, and then the last one was, one was Vermont. The middle, the, the first call was New Hampshire. So yeah, it's, it's fishy. It's weird. So then at 2.18, she called her boyfriend and left a voicemail. The call, the that lasted like a one minute, and then she said she would call later and they would talk. Um, so then, this is when she packed her car with clothes, textbooks, toiletries, all the things you would expect to get, like, you know, going on, like, a vacation or something. Mm -hmm. um, so then later searches of her dorm room found that most of Maura's belongings were packed in boxes, and her art was removed from the walls. So, I did hear a little bit of thing on this. We don't know, because... That sounds really fishy, like she was packing up all her stuff, like she was going to leave or something, but Did it I was travel? it was the beginning of the semester, from what I heard, or something, and so we were thinking that she may have just moved into that dorm, and she it wasn't that she was packing all her stuff up, but it was that she hadn't finished unpacking yet. Did she have a dorm mate? No. More sketch. She did not. Yes, because you control whether or not you have a dorm mate. Technically you do. Kind of. Technically. Money, 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 money. The more money you're waiting to put into it, the more privacy you can have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then ba -da -ba -da -ba, that was at like 2.18. Then we get to 3.30, where she left her house, and yeah, this is her, her black 1996 Saturn sedan. That was the one that wasn't doing great. Um, mm -hmm. So then she didn't have any classes the next day due to an impending snowstorm. And that was at 3.30. Who cancels classes anymore due to an impending snowstorm? Apparently UMass. <laughs> I like, wish they would do that here. But... Look on the horizons. We believe those clouds to be a big snowstorm. Oh, no, classes canceled. You know, Emma, there's a thing called radar. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're standing on the hill with like the makeshift binoculars. No. No, obviously they've got their uh, their hands making binoculars. <laughs> yeah. What else would you look into the horizon with? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. That was freaking funny. <laughs> and now, Emma laughing for five minutes. <laughs> laughing? Or is it like a door that we're constantly opening and closing? That could be too. The funny thing is the listeners won't know. One of the fire bellows. <laughs> That's when you go on Twitter. Let us know if you think that was Emma or a door. Instagram. Instagram. Whichever Instagram. ones. Facebook. All the places. Facebook. We don't have a Twitter. We don't have a they Twitter. They don't know that. No, they do. 
Well, we're gonna pretend like they don't. That we're gonna make them spam Twitter for no reason. <laughs> They'll spend <laughs> three tag... hours on Twitter trying to find us <laughs> and tag an account that doesn't exist. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> At lots of teasers. Okay, back to back to the case now. But I whatever. Took a black sedan. Yes. So then at 3.40, this is when you get more little weird stuff, she took out $280 from an ATM and bought alcohol from a liquor store amounting to $40. $40 worth of alcohol, which is a lot, by the way. And there's actually a theory that goes with that, because she bought, like, so much alcohol, like, four, literally $40 worth, which is a lot. And so some people think that she may have been meeting someone, and that's why she bought all the alcohol. So, or she, or someone was, was already with her, but, um, she was seen on security footage alone at both places, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't a person in the car. Mm -hmm. Did someone else go missing? No. <laughs> okay. So then approximately at four to five, she left Amherst, which is where, where she was, um, in Massachusetts. And then her last recorded phone call was at 437 to check her voicemail. So not even to anyone, it's just a voicemail. And this is when you get to your fun stuff. Um, at 7.27 was when Faith Westman called 911 to report an accident outside of her house. She heard a loud thump and saw a car along the snowbank on Route 112. The car was pointing west in the eastbound lane. The Westman's neighbors, Virginia and John... I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Merritt? M-A-R-R-O-T-T-E. I'm not going to pronounce that because I'm going to slaughter it, so... Merit. Merit. It almost looks like Marriott, Marotte. but it doesn't have an eye. Marit. Marotte. Could be that. Okay, so they also <laughs> noticed Mora's car out their kitchen window. The hazard lights were on, and they noticed someone walking around the car, presumably Mora. Uh, as they were watching, another neighbor, Butch Atwood, called up, called, pulled, sorry, not called, pulled up to Mora in the school bus that he drove for work, which... One account said a school bus, another account said truck, so I'm not sure which that is. It could be whoa, whoa, either. Whoa, whoa, This guy? Yes. Highly sus. Why? Because he drives a school bus or a truck. We don't know. I think it was a Shouldn't truck. Shouldn't we know that? I think it was a truck, because the last, the, the episode, the podcast I listened to said a truck. So I think it'd be a truck. I don't know. It's one of the two. That doesn't clear him of sus, though. Well, at this time, it's like five-ish in the morning. Five in the morning? Maybe. I don't know. Or five in the morning. You said it was four to five when they left Amherst and checked the police. Yeah, let me, let me look this up. I've been taking notes. <laughs> Goody two-shoes. She's just a good student. Teacher's pet. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's five in the morning, showing up in like a school bus, wouldn't that be that weird? No, no, it would not be very yeah. sus if it were five in the morning. It might not be very sus if it were five in the evening either. But normally people don't take their school buses home. Normally cities don't allow you to take your school bus home. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a city school bus. But it could be like a private, like a church bus or like a private school bus. There are other options. People have school buses aside from public schools. Yeah, I call sus. He put her in the school bus. It's too much Among Us for you. They never said. <laughs> he never said they put her in the school bus. That the school bus had pulled up and stopped to check on the car. That was facing the wrong way on the road. I know. He said that. I said that. 
Okay, so I think it was at, so at night. So I think it was at 7 at night. So all these have been like p.m. not a.m. Oh. So I did write it down correctly. Okay. So you showed up with a school bus at 7 at night. I mean, if it's in the country, which presumably it was, that would make sense. I wrote down midnight yeah, for 12, and that threw me off. Well, it, okay, that's the weird thing, because it did say midnight. So just after midnight. So that must have been, like, really early in the morning then. Okay, so this what... This doesn't clear his name, though. Hmm? Okay, so for Kaylee's sake, it was midnight. That would have been midnight on the 8th, technically. So now we're on to the night. So, like, oh, right... Okay. Yeah, midnight on the 8th, and then... So she went to classes that day, then it went to 1 p.m. Figured it out. Oh, that's why the numbers repeated at one point, and I was like, you said 2.45, and now it's 2.18, and that makes no sense. <laughs> no, it's 2.05, 2. not 2.45. You know, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I have notes. <laughs> She's close. Right. She's very close. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so after I've now figured it out, so we're good. So he pulled up in the bus, because he saw that the car was, probably, was presumably like broken down on the side of the road, Mora's was. And he asked her if he wanted, she wanted him to call the police. Um, but she was like, no, I already did, or I already called like the towing people, so it's fine. The thing is though, since Atwood was a local, he knew that that stretch of highway didn't have cell service. So it's another just little fishy thing about her. She How like was purposely he going to call him. the police if it didn't have cell service? Uh, I believe there was a phone booth down the road that he was going to drive to. I think some it was something like that, but so he but he knew that there was a cell service on that road, so it was obviously like an avoidance tactic or something. Or she just didn't trust the guy because the podcast I listened to they pulled up a picture of him, and it was like if I saw this guy pull up to me on the side of the road, I'd say no too. So so we don't know. Could be either one. Well, but the guy's offering to call the police. That was one thing. Because I'm figuring out, I'm finding a lot of inconsistencies between the two things. Because this one is saying they said they called the police, but then the podcast I listened to said that he offered her a ride. Mm. So, yeah. Again, could be one of the two. That's what I've, that's what I've found doing true crime cases. There's a lot of inconsistencies among sources. So I wouldn't necessarily take a ride, but would be like, yeah, sure, call the police. Yeah. Emma just really wants this person to have some sort of sketchy background <laughs> or something. <laughs> you're sus and you're sus and you're sus! <laughs> that was funny. The Oprah of sus. <laughs> <laughs> and you're suspicious and you're suspicious and you! You're suspicious! <laughs> Everybody look under your chairs! You're all suspicious! <laughs> I gave you all a bloody knife under your chair. <laughs> No, you're all suspicious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll take autographs at the door. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so even though he, even though she said like she didn't need the police to be called, he literally went back to his house and called him anyway because he's a cool guy. So he was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So he, he said initially he had trouble getting through to dispatch because of busy phone circuits, but his phone eventually connected at 7.43 p.m. Wait, wait, wait. It's a Z, not a 7. <laughs> so this guy offered to call police. Yes. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Or he offered to give her a ride. Possibly. Yes. Either way, Possibly he's both still wound up calling police in the end. Yeah. 
Possibly so is he both, really actually. that bad of a guy in the end? No, and possibly both because he also allegedly, from what this says, offered um, to like have her stay at his house until nine one one showed up just to get out of the cold. I think what he was probably thinking, but well, that's a little soft. Yeah, but she stayed by her car, obviously. Okay, so then that was seven forty three, and then seven forty six was Haverhill Police Sergeant. Cecil Smith arrived at the scene. He was dispatched at 729 following Westman's 911 call. Um, this is when the disappearance happened because he gets there and she wasn't there. She was gone. The So the airbags were deployed in the car and there was a crack in the driver's side windshield, presumably from the snowbank she ran into, which I don't know if a snowbank can do that. If I don't it's know icy if it, enough. Yeah, but crack the windshield? It could, especially depending yeah. on the windshield. And how high the snowbank is, I guess. Because the more straight a windshield is, the more likely it is. To yeah, break. or maybe if like you hit it and then it hit like the the hood, causes a crack to go up the windshield or it something. It kind of depends on the trajectory upon which it hit the snowbank yeah. too. Because yeah. if she hit it this way, that wouldn't make sense. But if she hit it this way, going down towards the snowbank, that would make more sense. Yeah. We don't have enough info. <laughs> I did terrible research, so... No, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, there's the crack on the driver's seat windshield. So he also saw um, there's a box of wine behind the driver's seat, or what I think is wine, and then an empty beer bottle. There was red liquid on the driver's side door, the car's ceiling, and on the road. Blood. We don't know it was blood. Well, they didn't test it? They probably did. But both this and the podcast just said a red liquid. Could be blood, could be wine, we don't know. Could be one of the two. Yeah. Um, so then, and this is actually Lens I'm betting it was Kool Aid. Well, later searchers found a Coke bottle filled with a red drink that smelled like alcohol. So it was probably wine, is what we're thinking, or some sort of red alcohol. Wine I think wine's the only be one. like red, red, though. Yeah. yeah. But like, if you got like a fruity drink that yeah, was alcohol. I don't know much about alcohol. And then you'd so. have like a red syrup in it. I don't drink, one, because I'm underage, and two, because I don't drink, so <laughs> I know nothing about alcohol. We don't drink either. I love how you <laughs> look to the side with this pause, like, oh, I think you're like, we don't drink either. Like, that sounded so suspicious. It looked <laughs> <You're> suspicious. Sauce! <laughs> no, no, not sauce, it's weird. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> okay, so the other alcohol she had, she bought at that liquor store was never actually found. At least from what, what it says here. It wasn't found in her car, at least. And then um, also her cell phone, wallet, credit cards had never been located. So we don't know where those are either. So that kind of lends credence to she may have like left the car. So... Is this, because you called it a highway, but you said that there were people who saw it from their house. Yes. Is she, like, in a neighborhood? Or is there, like, just houses nearby? Like, um, is she in a city know, or not? I, like, would people have sounds... seen her walk off? Well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. There is a difference between the freeway and the highway. Okay. Like, Yellowstone is a highway. The interstate is a freeway. Mm-hmm. It's also an interstate. Both go through cities and both don't. Hold on, though. Highways tend to be more rural and tend to go past neighborhoods and often deep out into the country. So the more than likely this sounds like a highway 
that went out into the countryside, in which case it is highly probable there are houses along it. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, is she just disappearing in the middle of, like, a crowded neighborhood? Or is she, like, disappearing by, like, some woods by where there's a few houses around? Based off the cell service, this sounds more like a country Further road. Out. It's like a country road. Hey! It's, so what it is, is there's, it's like an, by an intersection, I think, and there's a few houses nearby, and then there's also dense woods also nearby. That's kind of exactly what I was picturing, but I wanted to make sure I had that right. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, so she disappeared, like, by houses on a, like, a country highway by the woods is where it was. So the officer went to talk to one of the neighbors about the incident, and he also went to Butch Atwood, the guy with the trucker school bus, to <laughs> talk to him. Um, the trucker school bus. The trucker school bus. We don't know which one. Load up truckers! <laughs> oh, there's trucking animals! Did you bring your lunch? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's where the truckers learn to truck. In the bus? No, they get on the trucker school bus to go to trucker school so they can learn to truck. That's <laughs> great. You sound crazy. Right now. <laughs> I love seeing. Um, so. You guys can't see this, but on the laptop, there's, like, the sound bar, and whenever Emma laughs, it, like, spikes in, like, super thin lines. <laughs> it does that for you to see laugh! Yeah, but mine are, it's not quite, quite as high, though. Yours are, like, they, like, literally look like a little, like, the width of, like, pencil lead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> <laughs> so, skipping forward to 849. Um, was That was when the scene was cleared and Moore's car was towed. Like, obviously after the detective did all his stuff and the you know, pictures and all that. So, an APB was issued for Mora after 12pm on February 10th. And she was first considered missing at 5.17pm on the 10th, presumably. And then this is where some things get kind of more interesting. So... Um, the following day, police dogs tracked her scent 100 yards east of where her vehicle had been abandoned before losing the trail. The FBI was called in 10 days after the disappearance, and it became a nationwide search. And then the New Hampshire Fish and Game were also brought in 10 days later to conduct ground and air searches using a helicopter equipped with a thermal imaging camera. Huh. Yeah, so it was a pretty extensive search for her. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, she's just a girl. I wanna... But then I was like, I guess she did go to, like... You know, she was military, technically. Technically. Well, we'll get to that, but um, I think they were just trying to take it seriously, I think is what it was. Because disappearances are usually taken pretty seriously. Like, you get a few that aren't, but most of them well, are Well, and when seriously. it's, like, a situation where they kind of disappear in thin air yeah. in the span of a few minutes, then it's like, well, what happened? Yeah. That's true. You don't want more people disappearing in thin air. God forbid. Yeah. The air is vicious. <laughs> <laughs> you always like thick air. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Are you having fun yet? 
We're a mess. Oh, it's fine. Blang. 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 Okay, so they do a thorough search. That was my Yoshi sound. Blang. Okay, anyway, so... So, the police, even though her family doesn't agree with this, the police... Um, expressed a lot of concern that she may have been suicidal, even though the family is always like, no, 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 she wasn't. But we'll get back to that as well. Um, some people do criticize the police for their lack of urgency because technically they didn't start the search till the next day when they could have started it the first day, technically. But I'm, I don't know. I'm not very privy to this, to the what the police well, did in this case. So Isn't it like you have to wait 24 hours before they're officially considered missing? Technically, yeah, but I think this was a different situation since she disappeared, like, on the side of a highway, and a lot of people saw like, saw her and stuff. I don't know. I don't know much about police procedure, so. Or anything, as you can tell. If a kid goes missing, I'm pretty sure it's considered immediate action. But if an adult goes missing, because adults are technically, like, in charge of themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they have to legally wait. Not legally, I guess, but I'm pretty sure they do wait 24 to 48 hours before they actually start the search, just in case that person pops up and they have, you know, like, yeah, good reason for why they were gone. Uh, so this is what it was saying, though, is almost a full day had passed by the time Mora was announced missing, and then even then a search wasn't immediately commenced. So technically they could have announced she was missing before, just to kind of be like, hey, we don't know where she is, but... Okay, so based on what I told you guys, what do you guys think so far about, like, Mora and her life and all of that? I think it sounds like she had a rough day. A rough day? Oh, you don't say. I think it was time travel. <laughs> Why did she need all the alcohol? Time travel. Why was most of the alcohol gum? Time travel. Why did she crash into a snowbank? Suspicion. <laughs> Why did she wander out into the woods to perform said time traveling act? Time travel. So what does the alcohol have to do this with time is travel? Like the I don't know. This is Maybe like... it hurts a heck of a lot, so she wanted to get herself really drunk, so she wouldn't feel it. Time travel. But if you're super drunk, how are you going to do time travel? That's a good point. Maybe she wasn't the one time traveling herself. Maybe there's a second party, and she signed up to do the time travel thing. You know, as they do. And she was supposed to. She was supposed to make it look like. She was supposed to make it look like an accident. So she did. And then she carried all of her alcohol out into the woods. I feel like, like they, they would do. Want this cleaner than it is. So who is they? I don't know the time traveling people. Are you sure? You sound awfully certain of this. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> No. Just say the Illuminati. I wish they would ask me to time travel, but they haven't. Just go with the Illuminati. It's the best, I guess. <laughs> the Illuminati asked her to time travel. Obviously, they don't exist. We can't go ask them. Boom. Time or travel. Do, or do they exist? We don't know. If they obviously See? don't exist, then how does time travel? Well, no, no, no. That's the thing is, you think they don't <laughs> exist. But you just... <laughs> but that's the thing about the Illuminati! I, my suspicions have been confirmed. Nothing has been confirmed. <laughs> the Illuminati <laughs> said a bunch of nonsense no. and strung it together. No. 
the Illuminati asked her to time travel. So. Also, now we know Kaylee's part of the Illuminati. They, she probably paid them in alcohol. Why would you? Because they're the Illuminati. They can't okay. use real money. Wait, okay. Mora Mixing... or Kaylee? Oh, Mora. 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 <laughs> Mixing alcohol and theoretical time travel sounds like a bad idea. Don't drink in time travel, kids. Even if we are thinking that's how this works. <laughs> I want a shirt that says, don't drink in time travel, kids. <laughs> you wind up in 2020. <laughs> we have so, so many like shirt things at this point. <laughs> we should make merch. Okay, so. That's my theory. <laughs> I disagree with your theory. Fine. Disagree with my theory. It's the fifth most likely theory. Thank you. Because there's only four other ones. Thank you. <laughs> my theory is up there with the police's. What's your theory? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everything was really random, but I don't think she would have just left on her own. Because a lot of this stuff, like, there are things like she was looking at places in different states and stuff, but... That could be, like, she was planning to go there later on, like, in spring break or something. And she was just trying to plan things. Or she's just drunk and curious in the middle of the night. Actually, it's the middle of the day. She was just curious in the middle of the day. <laughs> Don't be drunk and curious the in the middle of the day. <laughs> if you're gonna be drunk and curious, do it in the middle of the night. Don't be drunk, kids. <laughs> Don't be drunk, kids. <laughs> Be drunk adults. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, there's a comma. Don't be drunk, kids. But also I'm don't dressing. be drunk kids. But also don't be drunk kids. <laughs> but also maybe don't be drunk adults either. Because that's illegal. Underage drinking, not adult drinking. Okay. I'm not that stupid. But like, if it was drinking is illegal. <laughs> if it was something like a kidnapping, it wouldn't make any sense. You wouldn't want to take someone straight out of a car crash because you gotta know that the police are coming at any minute. Um, <laughs> is there more to this? Yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. <laughs> okay. So these are some of the things I left out from earlier. Okay. So. Remember, I told you guys that she left West Point, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she left West Point because she was actually caught stealing makeup Ooh. from Fort Knox. What? Allegedly, it's like one of the most secure places in the country, if not the planet. So, probably not the best idea to try to steal something from that. But, so she was caught for that, and she that was why she left. She wasn't expelled, because she quit before they could expel her. That's why she left. Then the other weird thing she did was um, in November 2003, three months before she disappeared, she was caught ordering food with a stolen credit card. And from the the podcast I listened to is she may have been bulimic. Maybe. We're not sure, though. Because it was we were questioning whether or not like that was because she called the pizza. I think it was Domino's like a lot like more than your average college student would. So, and we're not sure if that factored into her being bulimic or not. So, could be that, but basically what I'm trying to say is, like, she does have some demons in her life, and then obviously there was the thing with her sister in rehab, 
and all of that. And then like she crashed her car and all of that. So that was the stuff I left out from earlier, which I probably should have put in earlier. There was no reason to hold that up, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so there are four theories as to what happened to her. The first one is that it was actually her plan to disappear that day. She was, um, if she was allegedly going to meet up with someone and then that person picked her up after she crashed her car. So we don't know if like she was followed by the other person or if they had planned it out and the other person was somewhere else. Um, so there's, th it's actually, it's decently based. Um, mm -hmm. So there's an author named James Renner and he wrote a book called True Crime Addict, How I Lost Myself in the Mysterious Disappearance of Maura Murray. Single-handedly one of the longest titles I've heard. Wow. Um, That's he a believes book? That is a book. Very long title. Um, but he believes that Maura is still alive and planned her own escape, maybe because she may have been pregnant, but we don't know. The plot thickened so, so fast. So, yeah, the only thing that we... this is That comes from her search history which she was looking up the effects of alcohol on a fetus. But her friends in nursing school said that that was for an assignment. So technically, if, if we're believing her nursing school friends, that's completely you know out of the question. But if we're believing James Renner, then that could be possible. Um, it could always be a, like, both, too. Or both, yeah. Okay, so then... Convenient timing. Yeah. He also believed that her boyfriend may have been abusive at the same time, so she may have wanted to get away from that. And he was um, indicted by a grand jury for, <clears throat> like, an abuse crime. So, or that's at least what the one website said. I didn't hear that from anywhere else, so it may be true, maybe not. We don't know. Um, so then... Take it with the greatest salt and Yeah. She also may have been in a relationship with the assistant track coach at her college. <laughs> we also don't know that either. <laughs> Um, but he told detectives that Mora had hinted to him that she might disappear. So it's like, if we believe him, then she had this plan for a while. But if we don't believe him, then we're back to square one, kind of. Watch, he secretly kidnapped her and he's throwing everyone off. <laughs> if this was a movie, that'd be the twist ending. <laughs> um, That's a boring, predictable twist ending. Kind of. If, if it's like, if you ending. use law and order rules <laughs> and <laughs> use a very small speaking role for him, it could work. <laughs> Maybe. But like, throw in something no one expected. Time travel? <laughs> Time travel! <laughs> 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 My theory prevails. <laughs> it would make a more interesting movie, though. It's true. Thank you. It just doesn't make sense in real life. Ah! <laughs> Time traveling Russian mafia. That sounds like a great story, honestly. <laughs> Hold on. Is that is that all of the theories? No. Okay. There's three more. Go ahead. Is that all we've only done? <laughs> I have I have an actual theory I've been curating over here. Okay. We'll get to your theory. Thank you. In the next episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one of the theories, along with, like, her disappearance that she did on purpose, was that she may have been going to a cabin up in the White Mountains, which I don't know where the White Mountains are. Listeners look that up. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> um, but because the college, the Outing Club, which I don't even know what that is, but they had a cabin up in the White Mountains. So she may have been going there and then, like, crashed along the way 
or that was her purpose. We don't know. Um, and then the author also believes that her dad, Fred Murray, knows what happened to her um, on the basis that he didn't want to be interviewed. Because during like his her disappearance, she didn't he or he didn't want to be interviewed a lot for whatever reason. Uh, his reason, so it says, in Fred's defense, sixteen years of nonstop searching for your daughter would wear anyone down. And there are a few avenues that he hadn't personally investigated. So if we're going with him, then it was just after so many years of her being gone. He just was kind of like, I don't want to be interviewed anymore. So, and that, that would make sense. So honestly, this theory to me is kind of credible. Like it kind of makes sense. Kind of doesn't. You, I don't think his arguments are credible, but she could have definitely planned leaving but i don't know maybe not okay so the next theory is up and down this is the theory that you think is credible no the last (laughs) i lied (laughs) the first one is slightly credible i don't i don't think his reasons it's understandable it's understandable yeah there we go it's an understandable theory not backed up by a lot but unlike time travel Have you been to the future, Kaylee? Do you know time travel exists Have or not? Have you time travel? Do you know? Do you know? I did. I want to tell you. See, maybe that's why exactly. you're denying it so hard, though. Because you're not allowed to give away your secret. I love how Zach looks at me, but Emma looks at Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him because he we looked at you so anyone. quickly. You can't trust anyone. Emma's probably a time traveler for all we know. <laughs> Don't give away my secret. Okay, so anyway, the second theory was that she was, like, straight up abducted. Um, By aliens? No. (laughs) Well, that's not really what follows abducted. Kidnapped, how about that? Okay. Okay, adult napped. She's not a kid, so. Don't get adult napped, (laughs) kids. Okay, so the abduction theory is actually the father's personal theory. He thinks that she was abducted. So, um, in late 2004, a man named Larry Moulton, I think that's how you pronounce that, um, came forward with a knife that he thought would be the what could be the murder weapon. Which, I don't know how this factors into abduction, because that's murder, but I'm going to keep reading. Um, so the knife belonged to Larry's brother, and this is just a random guy. Yeah. Um, his brother Claude, who lived in an A-frame house roughly three quarters of a mile from the crash site. And this, this theory is also called the, the A-frame theory because of the house is an A-frame house. So yeah. Um, so then by 2006, Claude no longer lived there and, and the new owners allowed private investigators to inspect it. Cadaver dogs, which are like, do you guys know what cadaver dogs mm-hmm. are? Okay. I'm not going to explain it then. <laughs> Made a hit and carpet samples were taken for testing. Unfortunately, the chain of custody is unclear and the samples were lost. So with that, the for people who don't know, the it was found by an independent source, like an independent investigator. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go through the right steps, the police aren't going to take the samples because they don't trust where it came from. They don't trust you or all of that stuff. It's honestly understandable. Um, so yeah, the they were never actually tested because of the chain of custody and all that. And then... Um, the Moulton's knife had also been turned over to New Hampshire State Police, but then the results were never 
released on that. And then an actual, ironically, a podcast returned to the A-Frame house. They found what appeared to be bloodstains in a closet. And with that one, wood chips were turned over to a molecular geneticist who was able to confirm the presence of human blood. But the samples are too deteriorated to determine with 100% certainty whether the blood is Mora's. So basically, if we believe this theory, she was kidnapped by whoever lived in that house, presumably Claude, Claude Moulton, and she was like kept in the closet until she was murdered or something. That's what that's that's where this theory is kind of going. So, um, the opportunistic killer theory may be statistically less likely, but it can't be ruled out. One month one month after Mora went missing, seventeen year old Brianna Maitland disappeared in Vermont as well. So, and because of that, some people think that it was the same person who did it. But um, yes, the well, I don't like. I understand that sometimes people who murder people just don't have any motive, and they're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna murder this person. But, like, most of the time, there's some sort of motive behind that. Mm -hmm. And so just this person who presumably knew nothing about this girl who just got in a car wreck by his house wouldn't have any reason to do that. And, well, people, like, some people would just decide to do that. It feels less credible because it's, like, there's not a lot of substance to it aside from there was human blood in the closet, presumably, and it could have happened, but a lot of things could have happened. I I feel like there's no, like, good motivation in it. Yeah, and that's what they say, too, is it's statistically less likely, but as why it says I can't be ruled out is the other case I was thinking about talking about, which is a serial killer named Israel keys. He literally was a random killer. Like he would find some place that had like good opportunity to kill someone. He would go in, kidnap people and kill them and then just move on to the next city. So it's, it is a, there is precedence for random opportunistic serial killers, but yeah, it's true. It is statistically less likely. So it's like, it could, happen but so that's what i was going to get to a really big problem with that theory is when she was alone on that highway it was at most for 10 to 15 minutes like not even that long of a time for a killer to like find her and then also the area that she was in wasn't that desolate because literally three separate neighbors saw her car and her from their houses well and in that like 10 to 15 minutes you'd not only have to find her you would have to find her Mm-hmm. And then take her with you somewhere. Yeah, and, and presumably she would fight back in this yeah. time. Okay, so you'd either have to incapacitate her or take her while she's fighting you. Yeah. And like some of the evidence, I think like the only evidence that points to this is that the the search dogs tracked her scent down the road for like a hundred like a hundred meters or something like that, a hundred feet, and then it just stopped. Like it, they tracked it that far and then it just was done so we're thinking that one goes to the first theory and the second theory because if she was walking down the road to go somewhere like her friend could have pulled up and then she got in that's where the scent stopped or a serial killer could have pulled up and then she got in there with him and then drove off so that's like the only piece of evidence we i was get able to in find the bus truck but we <laughs> definitely get in the serial killers <laughs> should have gotten the bus truck <laughs> oh man 
Okay, so there are still two more theories. They're a bit simpler than the first two. Um, so theory three is that she walked away from her car, possibly to flee the scene because she was scared of getting in trouble, and then died from from exposure to the elements in the woods, basically. So this is actually really interesting because... <clears throat> so the theory hangs on the testimony of Rick Forcier, Forcier, one of the two. Um, he says that he saw a woman walking in the woods while he was driving home from his job. But see, the thing is, he didn't report this right away because he didn't realize that it was the same night that she disappeared. Because, like, it was on the news and stuff, so we were, they were like, why didn't you report this on the night? But he didn't realize that it was the same night, so that's why it took him a little while to report it. But yeah, that's literally the only evidence for that, is that he saw someone walking in the woods on that night. So it that very mm -hmm. well could have been her. Yeah, and then the last one is that she left to kill herself in the mountains. And this one, the only evidence for this one, even because there's more evidence against this than for it, because her family says that she wasn't suicidal at all. And based on reports, or based on from what I've kind of gathered, like from her friends and stuff, it wasn't that way either. The only evidence for this is that, so do you guys know what Occam's Razor is? No. So Occam's Razor is... This thing where it basically says most times the simplest answer is the right one. And um, technically in this, that's the simplest answer. The simplest answer is that she purposely crashed her car, went in the woods, and killed herself. Technically that's the simplest answer. Kind of isn't, but technically is. But yeah, so that's the only evidence for that. There's more, again, more evidence against that than for it. So, and that's all I have. How big are these woods? Because, like, I feel like you would... They're pretty dense. I guess... And, like, obviously we're East Coast, so it's a bit different than over here. Because over here, yeah, the trees are different. And in the middle of winter, things get pretty sparse. Unless you're in, like, the spruce... Not spruce. Pine cedar. forest. No. There are the pine forests, but the, the... Yeah, the cedar. The junipers. Yeah, the junipers never leave their leaves. Because they're not leaves. Um. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, biology. Um, I took it this semester and we spent forever talking about, um, non-deciduous trees. Okay. Here's my theory. But I feel like you would find a body, or something would find a body. Like, there'd be something, especially yeah, so, if you're killing yourself. Because so there's nothing to hide it. So this is the woods that she disappeared in. They're pretty dense. Yeah, so for those of you guys who can't see, the picture is basically, like, straight, like, wall of trees on one side of the road, basically. Okay, okay, okay. She crashed Dad's car, right? Yes. That's a lot of money. Dad has since refused to be interviewed about said disappearance. Correct? Uh, yes. But Actually, I think only after only after a few years. I think he was probably interviewed in the beginning, so... Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It sounded like it was later on that he was refusing, not during... Yeah. And this I is... feel like that would make him a big suspect oh, in yeah, the beginning. Oh, yeah. She did... Okay. And this is Even car, if this way. wasn't Dad's issue, right? Even if this wasn't Dad's issue, though. There were a lot... There were a lot of suspicious things. Almost like she was trying... To run away. Trying to hide her trail? I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, what if she had gotten in the wrong crowd? And, uh, I don't know, maybe she owed somebody? 
you know, that happens. And, um, <laughs> like, we would know. <laughs> she was trying to, to get away, and she was running away, and they caught her, and, um, uh, she was sold into human trafficking. <laughs> wait. This is the house. Wait, there was a huge jump there? <laughs> That's the Adrian house, by the way. My theory is that she was in trouble one way or the other. I don't know. She was running from something. Somebody. I don't know. So you think the mafia took her and sold her off to... No. You don't have to be in the mafia to sell somebody to human But trafficking. that's the idea behind... It's basically what you're saying. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be the mafia, but a group like that. I mean, the whole theory about the track coach? You think the track coach was in the mafia? (laughs) No! Are you implying time-traveling Russian mafia? I'm implying! (laughs) It all comes back around! (laughs) I'm implying that I think she was abducted one way or the other. Maybe not by the A-frame guy. But I think she was abducted. See, and I go the other way. I think she just wandered off into the woods. That's what I'm thinking. Because... I don't know if it was off into the woods, but I'm thinking she left on her own. Yeah, I think she left on her own. And I think she went into the woods because she crashed her car. She probably didn't want her dad to find out about it or something. Or, easier, simple, easier explanation, she was drunk. And she just wandered off into the woods and eventually just died of exposure. That's kind of what I think. It's kind of sad to think that way. But, you know. I feel like they would have found something, though. Especially with how thorough they say they searched. But it was the winter. I mean, yeah. But then, did they do searches when, like, the snow melted off and stuff, too? Not from what I saw. Or mm-hmm. from what I heard. I don't think they did. I mean, I don't know how... Like, obviously, there would have been snow. Yeah. The house. And the woods might be really big, too, so... Where was a lot she? Of times, Vermont? Um, I think around New Hampshire. Was the picture of the car you showed us from, like, the actual crash scene? Yes. Well, not the actual crash scene. That was just her car. Okay. Like, the damage. Because I was like, if that was the actual crash scene, there was no snow anywhere. Yeah, no, that was afterwards. Yeah, it was in New Hampshire. <clears throat> I thought she was in Massachusetts. She went to college in Massachusetts. She disappeared in New Hampshire. Uh-huh. In Haverhill, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, I have that written. Yeah, which is pretty close to the woods. Like, it's it's a pretty, from what I can see, it's a pretty densely forest area. Yeah. Lots of green on the map, so. Obviously, that means forest. Maybe she was abducted <laughs> by aliens. Time-traveling Russian mafia. Or aliens. <laughs> She's straying from her own theory. <laughs> Sorry, see, I haven't been like, Faye took her off into the woods. I'm not surprised if they did. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't put it past them. She ran into a pack of werewolves and they abducted her. <gasps> she was their mate? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I read too much fiction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There are some plausible options here, though. Dense forest. Animals. Girl disappearing. Werewolves. <laughs> Time traveling. Time traveling werewolves. Time traveling werewolves. Mafia werewolves. <laughs> a lot of people speculate the werewolves are lichens, actually, which are. Oh, Russian, I thought so. you were gonna say that a lot of people suspect that werewolves are time travelers. 
No. <laughs> what? Wait, they're not. No. A lot of people suspect that werewolves are lichens and lichens are Russian, so therefore werewolves act like mafia members. So therefore, yes, a time traveling werewolf lichen Russian mafia did take her. Since when were lichens Russian? It's disputable. Okay. <laughs> Also known as wrong. <laughs> no, I think from what it shows, she at least left the site of her own accord. Um, I don't know where she went from there. Yeah. I think, though, if she did, because she did leave on her own accord, she could have been looking at places to maybe throw off their idea of where she went. What if... She decided, I don't want to stand in the cold anymore. I'm going to start walking towards these houses. I'm going to try and get help. She was picked up by the guy that lives in the A-frame. She was looking for help. He offered her help. He wanted something else. See, the she thing didn't with give that, it though, to him, and he killed her. The thing with that, though, is the other houses were really close to the road. I so if she like wanted help, other. she could have literally just walked to the houses that are like right next street. to the road, yeah, and gotten help. I personally think she was just drunk and wandered into the woods. Honestly, as sad as that is, I think that's what it was. Could be. But if you guys are more interested in this, that goes for the two of you and listeners, um, listen to the Crime Junkie one. It's better. Crime Junkie did a really <laughs> much better job than I did. <laughs> Don't drink, kids. <laughs> don't drink in time travel, kids. <laughs> don't don't drink in time travel and get abducted by the Russian like and werewolf mafia that time traveled with you. <laughs> well, now we know which one of us does or the, the crazy. Oh ideas. my gosh! I know what happened to her. Oh, no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. You know how, um, like, park rangers and, and such talk about... And such. <laughs> if you, well, people that spend a lot of time in the woods... Oh, I know where this Talk going. about if you see a staircase, don't approach it, you know? And do not go up it. And do not go up it. I've never heard this. Oh, okay. I'm new to this. So, there's... Hey, here's something Zach doesn't know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Teaching Zach about things he doesn't know. We're not what making this a new song. I don't know. Made it up on the fly, y'all. Gotta learn. Adapt. But basically, there's this <laughs> thing where you'll find staircases in the middle of woods. And they'll just be random staircases. They can be dilapidated or they can be in perfect condition, like just perfect carpeted staircase in the mm -hmm. middle of the woods. I've seen pictures of that, yeah. And people have gone missing around them. People are, have reported weird things happening around them. People have said that they get weird feelings around them and they're like, hmm. so forest, it's a forest ranger thing and forest rangers will tell each other, if you see a staircase, don't go near it. Don't approach it. Don't follow voices you hear around it. There is and actually... do not go up or down it. You know what it is. <laughs> it's time travel. D uh, oh there my gosh. gosh. <laughs> yes! There are actually... Okay, but there are actually forest rangers who claim to have seen these staircases when they're alone and now refuse to enter the woods without a buddy. Hmm. And there are forest rangers that have entered the woods with a buddy and their buddy has gone completely missing and the only thing they can tell the police is they walked towards the staircase. Aren't there doorways in the forest too that are sketchy? Yeah, see, the fae, 
werewolf like in mafia russians <laughs> time travelers time travel with these staircase and doors she saw the staircase yeeted herself into another time period <laughs> I would love to know, though, if those staircases, like, move. If you, like, will find one and then you'll come back and people have reported them, like, moving or not being there anymore. See, this is something we should look into. <laughs> could make a short film off of that. But that's where Emma's I would be. Going. She Terrifying. found the staircase and climbed it. Yeah, she um, found a staircase. She climbed it. Who wouldn't, if you didn't know about this little thing, I do find a staircase it. in the woods and be like, oh. Where does this? What I does now this do? know about it, and I would still climb the staircase. Oh, bye bye. <laughs> Honestly, if I find like not like some staircase that's built into like a mountainside, I could see, especially if it was like obviously worn <clears> and <throat> looks like it was put there to help you climb a mountain on a path. But if I found like just a staircase like ours is, just in the <laughs> middle of the forest, I wouldn't go near that thing. That's for you. That would be terrifying. Okay, I'm sorry. If I found anything in the forest that wasn't supposed to be in the forest like a door a doorway a person a staircase time traveling russian mafia a <laughs> like I, I don't know i would never approach it why would you approach it because that's where you have lunch you sit on the staircase no! and you eat your sandwich with the time-traveling Russians. No, this is the one instance where curiosity killed the cat, satisfaction brings it back. The satisfaction... No. You're gone. You killed yourself. Curiosity... <laughs> curiosity won that one, y'all. This is a very long podcast. <laughs> Don't drink and climb staircases in the woods, kids. <laughs> or the Russian mafia lichen werewolf... Time travelers will come get you. (laughs) (laughs) How did that become the theory we keep going back to? (laughs) We need a shirt. (laughs) That says, don't drink in time travel kids or the Russian mafia like and werewolf clan members. No, we're not adding clan members. (laughs) (laughs) Time travelers will come get you. (laughs) So you put, no, what you do is on the front, it's. Don't drink in time travel, and then on the back, it's it or the Russian time traveler werewolf like in mafia. I'll get you. Amen. So be it. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. This was actually a lot of fun. I hope that you guys enjoyed this as well. Uh, you'll have to tune in to hear more podcasts. Hopefully, we'll do this again. If Zach wasn't completely fed up with our crazy traumatized. Talking. I'm scarred for life. Oh no. <laughs> By the Russian time traveling like in Mafia. Mafia. Also known as Kaylee and Emma. <laughs> Yee. <Yee-yee. laughs> no. No. No, I'm badism. Non Russian. <laughs> I am non Russian. <laughs> oh no. We pulled out the bad accents. It's time to go. Like a bad accent? I have cultivated my Russian accent. <clears throat> I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> I mean, it's better than I could do. It's true, it's better than I could do. But we, <laughs> so we, we pulled out the accents. Thank you for being here, Zach. Thank my you pleasure. for preparing this for us. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. And we'll see y'all later. Bye! Bye. You did it with us? Ah, this was fun. Russian like in mafia leader, werewolf time travelers, staircases.
and more. Possibly the most credible theory. <laughs> Definitely yes. the most credible theory. <laughs>